0: Hello, and welcome to another segment of Coffee with Gadi. Yes, I have my famous red book here. I'm um, talking on a Monday night, you know, beginning of the week. Everybody in the world is in quarantine or should be in quarantine because there's people out there that don't listen. But hey, if you're watching this, you're probably at home. So uh, thank you for joining me in another segment of Coffee with Gadi. And as you can see, I am not alone. I have a very special guest who I'm so excited to talk to, Melissa from Chivas uh, Femenil in English, how are you?
1: Fine, fine, Monday night and no Liga MX Femenil, so it feels weird, <laughs> can't get used to that, but.
0: Definitely, um, but tell me, do you have your mug for this second? Yeah,
1: I saw everybody was upping their, their mug game, so here's my mug, it has dinosaurs <laughs> in it. <laughs> Where'd you get that mug? Um, actually, that one, uh, my grandmother gave it to my mom, because we have family in Chicago, so she went to the Natural History Museum, and she gave that okay. to my mom, and like uh, a year ago she told me, oh, you can take it to your house, but I never use it because I'm afraid I will break it, so it's like oh the, the, the family heirloom, so uh, since it's it's in a special location, so I brought it out.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Now, talk to me about what are you drinking in that famous flag?
1: Um, It's actually beer. <laughs> Now, let me ask
0: you, what beer is it?
1: um, It's a pale lager because it's um, some friends of some friends, they make their own beer. So we were able to buy some of them before everything happened. So Mm -hmm. we we were saving it also for special occasions. So I decided to open one up for this one.
0: (laughs) So you're all stacked up on beers. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere.
1: No, and it's like my first day of vacation. I have two weeks of work for the Easter holidays but I'm spending them at home so I decided okay first Monday I'm going to open a beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Might as well treat yourself right? No that's good that's good. So Melissa let's go ahead and start digging into a little conversation. Um, You're the only one out there in the Liga Mix community that has a team-based feminist podcast. Uh, I mean, web page, obviously, sorry, Twitter uh, handle, which I've admired because there's nothing like that out there. And your dedication, I have so much respect for it. Talk to me about how you started from the beginning, where this idea came from, and the starting point of then until now.
1: Mm, Well, it was just like different things coming together in a way because I had stopped following Mexican sports media for a while because it was just seemed like really boring and everything was like very amarillista. Mm-hmm. And then I started following um, Tom, Tom Marshall and I started getting like really active with the Chivas English community, but there was really like nothing about the women's team. And then I, I started thinking about what I could do to add to that. And then on December, 2018, which is when I opened the account um, something happened at the team because there was this problem where some players were let go but they weren't really going to get any time to to register with other team and there were like these rumors that the some players were going to get like their their wages cut and all sorts of things going on and I thought well no one's giving coverage to this like in English or or anything so that's when I decided to, to open the account and the funny thing is that I opened the account on, on Dia de los Inocentes, which is like December 28th, the day mm-hmm. where it's like the Mexican April Fool's, mm-hmm. because it, this was going on and we were thinking, is this a joke or something? It because, is this for real? Uh-huh, so it was like this, um, all these things coming together and I, I decided, okay, I'm going to, to start the this account. And it was weird at first because you have like no followers or anything and you feel like you're just like tweeting to the void. But... <laughs> I mean, so far it's been like a really great experience. Um, The community has been really supportive, everyone um, in the Liga MX CNG community has been amazing. And it's also like uh, being great in terms of pushing me a bit out of my comfort zone, simply doing things like, like talking in English like this or doing podcasts or even like traveling to matches I was able to meet um Amy and Wiso at the at the finals for the Liga MX Feminine last December. That was like a really oh. great experience. So it's it's been great so far. That's awesome. Um
0: now talking about uh growing up, has soccer always been a huge aspect of your life growing up or especially, you know, Chivas, a team that is so big and you know, I have a lot of friends who have Chivas hermanos and they're so passionate. Um, was that always like was is your team TV style, or talk to me about that?
1: Here, here's the funny part, Um I have two older brothers mm-hmm. like I'm the, the smallest and the, the only daughter and none of my brothers like to watch football really? <laughs> so I'm the only one who watches football with my dad but my dad's oh. a Cruz Azul fan well, and bro. then I, I became a Chivas fan like around when I was I don't know like 10 12 years old like all the mm-hmm. team with Ramoncito Morales and all that team I just yeah. fell in love with Chivas and my dad's okay with that. Like, he's a fan, but he's not like that hardcore. So, yeah. we just like watching football is something that I always do when, when I'm over there with them. Mm-hmm. When I go and visit, it's like our thing. We we always do that and we're mm-hmm. always watching football and stuff. But yeah, it's the, the funny part. None of my brothers really like football. So, I'm the only one who enjoys it. It's just sweet.
0: So it's on the weekends. It's like, Liga Bank, it's you, your dad, uh-huh. like sitting back, watching matches and stuff like that that's awesome um does your dad also watch uh feminine or is that something maybe you recently like have maybe trying to get him to watch recently
1: he he found out the, uh, or we would talk about it and then he started watching by himself I, I remember when last year when it was a women's world cup and the matches were like really early in the mornings so my mom texted me she was like I can't get your dad to come over for breakfast because he's always watching the women's football <laughs> matches. And I was like, Yeah, I did it. I converted him finally. You converted. <laughs> yeah, so so now he he does watch the the matches or like the Chivas games and stuff. He he does make an effort to to try and watch as much women's football as he can.
0: That's awesome. Um so I know um You were telling me about, you know, you travel to football matches. Um, Tell me in general, like, have you always traveled to the men's? And then now with the women's league, have you traveled more to women's games? or?
1: Yeah, no, I started traveling until I started, like, going more into covering the the women's team. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first match uh, I traveled to was last year to the Clásico Tapatío against Atlas. And then I was actually planning to to go um, two weeks ago to Guadalajara. But then that's when they suspended the league. So I wasn't able yeah. to, to go. And then like the, the women's final in December, it was Tigres against Rayadas. But mm-hmm. I'm actually friends with some of the Familia Rayada, which is like the, the women's team Barra. And oh, okay. they, they, those guys are they're amazing. They're always traveling to matches. They drive like eight hours to see Rayadas and stuff. And they're really nice. So w- when they came to San Luis, we were able to connect and we talked every now and then. And they told me, so it's the final, you have to come. And they got me a ticket, and so I did I did the trip to watch it. Oh, that's awesome. Final.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a how really is, nice experience. How was that experience?
1: Like, what did it you was, most enjoy? I mean, I'd never been to the Rayados Stadium, which is amazing. Mm. So it was just, like, uh, everything. I mean, meeting friends, like, meeting Wiso and Amy, and meeting, again, everybody from, from the Familia Rayada. And then just going to, to an amazing stadium, like the BBW, it's like a great experience just it was like a quick trip i just got on the bus in the morning went to some museums went to the stadium and then went back but it was like a really great experience because it's a final i mean and it's two of the best teams the the league has so it was really really great going there
0: that's awesome um so obviously you know with you know, going to soccer matches, there's always the, the positives of going. Like, you know, we are with your, your people, you know, El futbol de México is something different that here in the U.S. is very different. It's not the same, you know. And, and I've been to a couple of games here. When I go to Mexico, it's totally different. Uh, so talk to me about just the positives of going to, you
1: know, matches in general. Well, I haven't. Uh, we have the Atlético de San Luis. I live in San Luis. Mm -hmm. So since they went to this Division, we have the women's team. So I haven't missed any of their matches. I have been to every single Atlético de San Luis Feminino match since they started. And it's uh, like our ritual because I go with some friends. So we carpool and it's everybody in the car. And then we go to to the matches. And it's like a very family atmosphere. But also the people here in San Luis, they have responded really well to the women's team. I remember like the second match they had at home. It was against America and it was like 17,000 people. It was crazy. Dang. So it's it's really great to see that response. And also because even though there's a lot of people, things seem to be like pretty calm because there's a lot of families, you see like a lot of children and a lot of the people who go to those matches, it's people who live around the stadium. So they just walk in, it's people from that same neighborhood, which is great to see. Because sometimes with the men's team matches because it's so expensive, you can't really take your full family as you would like, so it has become I think like this part of of the community or the people who live around the stadium, so it's really nice to see that and to see the family atmosphere and everybody just like really relaxed and having fun. Well,
0: that's good. What kind of more like a family welcoming you know kind mm-hmm. of more during midweek and stuff like that um so talk to me about the negatives of you know, maybe that's some of the Liga Mekis, you know, feminine matches that
1: have popped up. Well, the first match, there was like they tried to do the pitch and but then they start and they started doing this even before they did for the men's matches, like playing on the PAD announcements that they wouldn't be tolerating that behavior and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think people really stopped doing that and overall. It's like really calm. I mean sometimes you do listen to someone yelling stuff at the ref or but overall I feel like it's uh, people are more chill. but yeah and this is something that I mentioned um, on, the, on, on the account, specifically on the Chivas match. there was like a lot of uh, harassment to, towards certain players and that was like really uncomfortable because I hadn't experienced that. So it was a bit this shock of the, that stadium is like my happy place where I go every week every two weeks and nothing had happened and then to yeah. have like this flood of, of, of people yelling stuff at the players it was like really um shocking and it was like really uncomfortable and, and it's just like this weird situation where you don't know should i do something what can i do or, or what do i do here to to prevent or to stop these these things from happening but it's been so far it was it was only that much and fortunately after i um, talked about it online uh, i did reach out to to people at the club and they they are aware of what happened they have like the information that i have on the on the incident and hopefully that improves like security for the teams who come to play over here in samis definitely i
0: feel like when i saw that i kind of felt i think all of us women felt connected because Stuff like this goes on on a daily basis, you know, depending on how women, you know, we take it, sometimes we brush it off, but it gets to a point where you are, you know, seeing it happen and you just feel it 10 times more because like you said, you feel uncomfortable, you want to do something, but you're kind of in the position of what is the right thing to do, what is the wrong thing to do? Because at the end of the day, you are living in Mexico and we kind of know how that situation is going and it's kind of like you feel, you know, sin poder a veces.
1: So, yeah, and you, that's the last thing you want to see on the on the football game, right? You just want to go and have fun and, like, forget about all your problems. And to have yeah. all those problems even be present there is like, oh, my God, when is this going to end, right?
0: Yeah, when is this going to stop? Like, when are they going to realize that, you know, women can play sports and they shouldn't and they're there to play a sport. And you're there as a fan to enjoy the players, to watch at the end of the day, the beautiful game of football is like, you don't need to have, you know, people like that be present. But like you said, unfortunately, you know, you were able to contact, which is great. And, you know, like, like you said, hopefully things get better down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and players are, are speaking out. Uh, Norma Palafox did give an interview recently and she, she di- directly addressed the issue. She said, it's uncomfortable, of course. I try not to let it affect me, but I'm human. And it's helpful to go through that, right, through through all that, like, negative attention because of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, but talk to me about your birthday was not too long ago, and you got a special video from a a famous Chivas player, correct?
1: Yeah, um, Janeli Faria, she's always been supportive from the account. Since she got signed for Chivas, she started following early on. And she's been, I feel like a massive part of why the, the account grew so much because she was really like helping retweet and support. And she's a really nice person. I've met her a, a couple of times and she's like really sweet and she's always really supportive and she's someone who, who always tries to to help fans and to be in contact with them. So when I saw that video, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't expect it, but it was like um, really nice because in a way the, the work that that I do in the account. I do it because out of love and respect for the team, and those little gestures mean a lot because it's like the like the effort. It it means something to them too. Like, and one of the of the really cool parts of the account is that even like the some of the players' moms follow the account. Oh, That's awesome. <laughs> and that, That's when you know you made it. When when the players' moms are following the account, that's when you know like it's legit. So like you're just keeping
0: tabs on what you're gonna put out there for their daughters. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's great because, um, and that's also like, the community that has been built around the account is great because I don't really have any problems managing it, everybody's super respectful and they like really are in it for the team and to support the team and to learn more about the team. And it's like all in a really respectful manner. So I'm glad that even though we see like a lot of accounts and even media like promoting in a way the harassment of players, um, we have like that space where that's out of the table, that isn't happening there. And at least that's a space where people can be like really comfortable following the team and knowing that it's done like in the best way possible. For
0: yeah. I think you do a really great job with it. And like you said, there's not, I haven't seen any problems with it. I love it. I'm always, you know, to me it's something new. Um, so I know a lot of stuff because it comes from your account. So <laughs> that's why I, I like the account. Um, but talk to me about the very first uh time that you saw Chiilamanid. like how was that experience? Were you nervous? What was the outcome?
1: Mm, well, on t v like I'd started watching since the first season, and I remember a lot the final where where they won. I was uh, at a friend's house and and her daughter was there she her daughter was like one year old back then. And I was watching the football and I usually get lost when I'm watching the football matches and I was playing with her and she was like, "Yeah, why, she, why isn't she not playing with me anymore? And then she started watching the football and, and I thought it was like a really amazing moment because like for us, it's still new to see uh, women's football on TV or, or it becoming like something normal and maybe and hopefully for her, it will be like just like as if it was always there. Right. And the first time I went to see them uh, play, like, in person, it was, like, at the Clásico Tapatío uh, in Colomos. And that was also a really good experience because the players were sitting in the same stands as the fans. And the environment is really great because, you know, sometimes Clásicos, they make uh, the news because of the violence or because fans fight. And this was, like, a completely different experience. And that's something that... I think that it would be great that if we could hold on to that, even as the league grows, that we can like, still keep that, uh, like, that respect and, and that part of going to the stadium and feeling safe and knowing that like, you know, even the players can be sitting next to you and it's not a big problem, right? Yeah, and yeah that's something that I, I hope that the, that the league keeps, keeps holding on to, even as, as it becomes bigger.
0: Definitely. So that's awesome. So are you ready for a couple of quick questions before we go? Okay. Awesome. Uh, What are you currently watching on Netflix
1: right now? Um, I started watching Parks and Recreation. Okay. uh, Because I I hadn't watched it and my my academic background is in in public management. So it's kind of funny for me to watch something like The Office, but for for public offices. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, the fun part for me have
0: you watched
1: the office no i haven't actually
0: oh okay i don't know if it's available in mexico yeah i think it isn't oh that's sad but parks and recreations i think i tried watching it once and i couldn't get into it i don't know if it's because i already had watched the office and you know it was kind of Uh, something i wanted different so um favorite mexican male player a favorite mexican female player
1: um, male uh ramoncito morales because he's the, the the one who made me fall in love with chivas so he's always going to be like my number one <laughs> player and women oh it's hard because it's like picking one of the chivas women is like i don't know you feel like you're portraying so the others <laughs> yeah no i mean from like the the original players it's always like tania morales because she's like the captain and she's she's an amazing player and like from the uh, newer players, uh, I would have to go with with Janely Farias because, in a way, she's also um, symbolizing all these changes that have been coming to the league because she was like the first Mexican American player to be signed for Chivas, and also the the first uh, like big signing Chivas had. So she also like embodies this this transition for the team. So I'm going to go with, also with her. It's a tie. Okay,
0: it's a tie. Awesome. Um, favorite that goal
1: ah tough one Mm, i'm gonna go with either um tripa which is hard to find a really good tripa taco so when you find one it's like the holy grail or (laughs) lengua lengua
0: interesting so you gave the most like obviously everybody goes with the pastor caritas. you're like tripa y legua
1: <laughs> yeah no because it's so hard finding uh really good places that make those really well so when you yeah. find them it's like you just hold on to them <laughs> because it's and so you always go back Quite. there for yeah. those specific tacos <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: um favorite beer
1: mm, okay from the mexican like you can get it an OXO. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Bohemia, the blue one, the wheat Bohemia. That's okay. my thing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I have, like, weird tasting, <laughs> but like, I know <laughs> what I like.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've seen it. I just, maybe it's not appealing to me, but okay, that's cool. And you were saying, you're talking about the beer that you're drinking, that your friends make it, right?
1: Yeah, it's... um. The, their brewery is Bitter Brewery, and they're actually going to open this to sell the the beer and to have a bar. But like now with the coronavirus and stuff, they're going to put it a bit uh, uh, on hold. But once they open, I'm definitely going to go because it's actually a really good beer. Oh,
0: okay, okay. It's not
1: just because they're my friends. They're, they're actually really, <laughs> it's actually it's <yeah>. actually good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really good.
0: <laughs> so if, if you ever in San Greece, <laughs>
1: so yeah, if you ever come to San Luis, we can go there. Okay, sounds
0: good. Yeah, my uncle's from there and like I telling you from Guanajuato, so I, we always drive by there. I remember I went once to San Luis, it was probably when I was like 10 or 12. So I know the other thing there, sonas, um, is it Los Tacos Potosinos? The, the long one? Enchiladas, uh uh-huh. Enchiladas yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember I had that that time. Um, do you like them? Are those like a staple there? Are they good or depending
1: who makes them? Yeah, the, the, yeah it depends on, on who makes them. Uh, I'm actually from the Huasteca region, uh, which is like three hours away. And yeah. there's a lot of Huasteca food places here, but I never go there because, you know, it's not the same. So I, I usually, when I want something, uh, my mom sometimes like sends me food or I have like a, my stack of little frozen food in the fridge, <laughs> So that's what I go to but yeah, that's, it's complicated.
0: That's awesome. Um, favorite city or state you visited in Mexico?
1: Mm, yeah, I'm going to go with, with Guadalajara. I, I've been like a couple of times to the city and I really love it. I, I, I don't know. It's, I always have, have like a great time going there. What oh, look, my cat, right is. Wait, wait, wait. Here's a, you were requesting the, him.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: What's his name? Koshik. <laughs> but, yeah, he's probably going to jump on the table. Yeah, okay, bye. Yeah, he just showed farewell. up just in time. He was, I, am, am I late? Look, he's going to come right <laughs> in front of the camera.
0: Okay. Hi. Making his appearance.
1: Yeah, he's, he's our intern, our resident intern. <laughs> he's probably looking for his dinner.
0: He's probably like, you're too busy talking. You need to feed uh-huh. me. <laughs> That's cool gualajara see we also said gualajara now that's two so i guess i should make me be making a trip down there soon since you guys are recommending it's
1: it's it's really nice i mean i've been there a couple of times specifically specifically to see the matches and other things Mm -hmm. but i don't know I really like it i feel like it's one of those cities when you can just like walk really comfortably and stuff because sometimes when you go like to mexico city you have to move a lot by by public transport and stuff, and I feel like Guadalajara is a bit more more friendly in terms of like walking and being around. Okay, that's
0: good. And last question: favorite pandulce. dulce?
1: Uh, I'm just gonna go classic and say conchas. Conchas, <laughs> yes, yeah, classic. Now, choice. the
0: theory of conchas, because I know we thought put something out there, yeah, or
1: you leave
0: the do you saw it
1: was like a big debate. <laughs> It's, yeah, I think it's one of the biggest fights the community has had.
0: like, is it, I, I mean, I, I don't, I think, I think they all taste the same. It's just the different colors or what do you think?
1: No, I think I've been to to bakeries where it, they do put like the flavoring. I think it depends on where, where you buy them from. Maybe, maybe like, it's the like the a chocolate psychological one. They,
0: thing too. Maybe that too. I didn't think about that. Now, to you, does it matter what color conchas? Because to me, I never get the yellow ones. It's always like the white ones, the brown ones, and sometimes the pink ones.
1: Yeah, I think white ones. White ones? Classic, standard concha.
0: (laughs) Okay. White conchas. Okay. Well, Melissa, I thank you so much for joining me on Coffee with Gaddy. I appreciate... um, you and everything that you do. And thank you so much for giving the community such an amazing account uh, for Femenid, Chivas Feminine to follow. Obviously, you know, like you said, you have a lot of other moms following you. You've gotten shout outs from soccer, players; you're like a mini all-star in in the community yeah. now.
1: I still have a lot, a lot of moments where I'm, I freak out still. So <laughs> I, I still kind of no me la creo. <laughs> yeah, happening? you're
0: like, oh my God, this is yeah. happening.
1: I love,
0: <laughs> but I can see that you you know you have so much passion and excitement when talking you know the le- feminine. i mean that's 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 awesome, and I hope you know when this all you know goes by, <laughs> hopefully games start rolling back again and you're able to go to more matches and cover more matches so um but anything you want to say before we take off
1: no nothing I mean the just follow the account or if you want to talk uh, the women's uh, Mexican football, even if it's not specifically Chivas, that's what, what I'm there for. So, so you can just so, like uh, send a message or a tweet or something.
0: And tell everybody your uh, account and then the Twitter handle for the Chivas account.
1: Uh-huh, it's Chivas femenil English and it's Chivas underscore F-E-N-G. And also we're at the, at the hashtag that Amelia started, which is Liga MX uh, F-E-M. E-N-G, which is where, where everybody who, who tweets about the league in English is using that hashtag so you can find us on there.
0: Too. Awesome. Well, Melissa, we're going to take off. Thank you so much again. I hope you are enjoying your beer like I'm enjoying my coffee.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me. Salute.
0: <laughs> Salute. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for everybody that has joined today. Uh, We have Alexi said, Arriba las Chivas. Aztec Lion said, Chocolate is the only one that has a different flavor. The rest have different (laughs) coloring. Okay.
1: Okay. Now we know. And then
0: now we know. He said, That's for the Conchas combo. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there you have it. Tonight we had Melissa. Obviously, you don't know what guests I'm going to have until we go live. So uh it was an honor having melissa on uh coffee with gadi for everyone out there thank you so much follow melissa follow the account show some support and i'll see you guys another uh episode of Coffee with gadi in a couple of days so bye guys